fair trade agreement uh, was signed with the EU on Friday, which left our biggest exporters wanting more, uh, namely dairy and red meat. Damien O'Connor has admitted there was unhappiness on either side of the deal. And, um, I mean, that's the line they go to everywhere. Well, it's a, obviously, it's a good deal if no one's happy. Anyway, he says there's been a, a mix of emotion. Uh, there have been a mix of emotions back here, including whether or not it was better than no deal at all. So with me now is Federated Farmers President Andrew Hoggard. Once I can get this blimmin' mouse to click on and say hello. G'day, Andrew. Howdy. How are you? All right, so um, why are the red meat and dairy industries feeling so let down? I guess it's probably because of the, the lack of access um, for sort of meaningful amounts is kind of why we're feeling pretty upset about this, knowing that um, it's going to be probably another generation before we get another crack at the EU in terms of getting more free trade access. Um, so it's going to be a while before we get to you know, get any improvements and be able to you know, have access to what is a, you know, it's a lucrative market, mm. it's a very uh, strong market and it's a market we'd want to be in um, given the state of the world today. Um, you know, the more markets we can have where the consumers and the politicians there are ones that see eye to eye with us yeah. rather than uh, the ones that we just have, we're only left to trade with, um, the better. So um, my understanding is that the, the, the meat market is worth about six six and a half million tonnes consumed in the EU. So we've got 10,000 tonnes, which is about 0.15%. What, yeah. Yeah, which is, you know, it's bugger all. <laughs> Technical expression is bugger all. Um, yeah. How much were you realistically hoping that we could have pushed for? Oh, I think, um, I'm not sure of any numbers that the, you know, the meat processors were after, but, uh, you know, if we could have got, you know, probably 10 times that, I would have felt would have been, you know, useful. Um, yeah, but, one, yeah. one and a half percent of the market, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, still a, it's still bugger all, but then it becomes, there's a bit more scale to it, and that would actually be, you know, perhaps it would be up to 10% of our, because at the moment it's about 1% of our production mm. um, for 0.1% of wow. theirs. And so, you know, then it's getting a good amount that, uh, you know, you can invest in the logistics and all the rest of it to get product to the market when it's a pretty small amount um, and you've still got tariffs, et cetera, that apply. Mm. The hassles of trying to sell um, may just not be worth it. Are you worried that it sort of sets a precedent that New Zealand's an easy touch when it comes to negotiating? We fold pretty quickly and take what we can get? Well, certainly, I mean, because the next cab I rank, you've got to think is got to be the US in terms of trying to push for a free market, mm. uh, free trade agreement. And, um, you know, they're fairly protectionist, although they claim to be the complete opposite uh, around their agricultural markets. So, you know, if they see that, hey, New Zealand's happy to get a little pittance here for dairy and meat, um, then they could very well just mm. push for the same amount. Was this still better than no deal at all? Do you take? I mean, should we still say, well, you know, it's better than nothing? Uh, I guess the fact that we get a chance to, you know, in realistic terms, have another crack for 20 years or possibly more, who knows? Um, I would have liked the option to just keep negotiating to see if mm. we couldn't have pushed a little bit harder, a little bit more. You know, you look at um, the effect of... Uh, what's happening in Ukraine with food prices, yeah. you think maybe in another year's time, European consumers are going to start be 
you know, getting a bit upset about what they're having to pay and might be putting some more pressure on their politicians to open up their borders so they can keep those food prices down. Now, I don't know how to ask this question, but it cropped up in my mind that dairy farming in particular, and also red meat, the industries in New Zealand get a good kicking um, from a policy point of view. It always seems that a lot of the stories about what you should be doing. Is there something about this that suggests that because you're not green, you're not sexy, that they didn't really fight too hard for those two big industries? Look, without having been there um, over in Brussels, um, it's not something I could really give comment to. Um, <laughs> certainly, um, you know, if I was there and saw what was going down, I'd probably be able to make a call either way on that. Uh, certainly once the um, all the people that were over there from the dairy and beef sector come back, certainly be asking that question. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, that is the worry. We're sort of viewed as the, at times we feel like we're viewed as the sunset industries and, you know, some of the other ones are, you know, the new darlings. And um, so I guess, yeah, there's probably a lot of farmers who might feel that way, frankly. Yeah. Uh, when's your next bite of the apple or the whatever it is? Well, apparently the last time we had crack at the, someone was telling me was back when I was in university. So they're <laughs> telling me not to get too excited until I'm in the 70s. Okay, well, um, you know, you make sure you stay in good health so you can have another crack at it sometime. <laughs> yeah, <Andrew>. yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, that, thanks very much. Uh, have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. That's Andrew Hoggard. He's the uh, president of Federated Farmers on his reaction to the trade deal. Uh, up next, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back with Jeremy Smith. The One of the stories coming out of the, U, well, the UK is uh, the working holiday scheme. Good news for Kiwis who want to go over to Britain. Jeremy Smith, the hospitality president, uh, New Zealand president, he wants to expand it to other countries because they need people. You're with Tim Beveridge's The Weekend Collective. It's 20 to 4 on Newstalk ZB.